0: Thanks for listening to The Issue Podcast. If you like what you hear, be sure to catch our new episodes every Wednesday and Saturday. For more of The Issue and access to our top bets and fantasy updates, then subscribe to The Issue Mic'd Up. Link is on our website, which can be found in the bio of our Instagram, which is at the underscore issue podcast, and our Twitter, which is just at the issue podcast. New subscription episodes come out every Friday. Guys, thank you so much for listening to The Issue. You are now locked in and listening to The Issue. You look at this schedule. Find me the wins here. Find me the wins. You've got to be delusional if you think he's elite. Well, from what I'm seeing right now, he's a top 10 guy in this league, no doubt.
1: Absolutely, I think they can be for a championship. I, I don't even think that's a, a debate I'm willing to, to have.
0: This is The Issue. Yo, what's up? We are back. It is The Issue. It is Wednesday, January 12th. Uh, another episode we have a great one here today a big one it's gonna be rather long oh this is exciting it's Um, exciting playoff footballs upon us the regular season is over yes Um, we have a new segment that we're gonna uh, you know unveil like a game it's like a game type thing right it's gonna be uh, i'm very excited for it you you came to me with the idea and it sounded great and now you know looking at it we have everything written down it's a good way to visualize Yeah, it's a really good way to look at matchups for the playoffs. Um, That is called our box check game. We'll get to that in the second segment, Uh, but we're going to start with the usual hits and misses. We still have some stuff to go over uh, from the last week of NFL football with the hits and misses, and then we're going to get into a rant from Tim. Coming out of the break, we're going to have our box check game in the second segment, and then finish that off with some news, talk a little bit of Penguins, talk a little bit of college football going into the third segment. uh, That now National Championship game. I'm going to review a couple things from that. I will take my, you know, you know I'll,
1: your win, whatever. I'll take yeah. my
0: win. Then my pick on Georgia. I will and say then, if Jamison uh, Williams doesn't get hurt, that's Bama's game. Yeah, Bama's yeah. game. Whatever. It's fine. Um, it's fine. And, and then our top 14 teams. Yeah, finishing out the episode with our with our top 14 ranking, ranking. the playoff teams now. Yep, ranking them up. <sighs> um, yeah, it's going to be a great episode. i It's exciting. Very excited, but guys, go subscribe to The Issue Mic'd Up. We have um, a lot of really good picks, a lot of good underdog picks. We're going to get to um, in the
1: uh, the first hit of the of the day is going to be that so
0: yeah uh go subscribe to the issue mic'd up i mean we are hitting on a lot of stuff and uh come playoffs it's going to be it, there's going to be a lot of good content over there so go sign up subscribe three ninety nine a month think of it as more of an investment for your bets all right let's go let's get right into hits and misses week 18 of the nfl
1: all right. Um, so let's go to our first hit. Let's go to our upset picks. So I picked on the issue might up. If you guys were there, I you no know, no sense in saying it now, divulging the information because you know the week's already passed. Right. Um, so I, I said, uh, watch Seattle over Arizona, watch the Niners over the Rams, and watch Philly over Dallas. All, uh, Philly did get smacked. They, they started a lot of backups. I didn't know that at the time that they were going to start that many second-string second guys. But the other two hit. Seattle did beat Arizona. The Niners did beat the Rams. Um, so two for three on the upset picks. And on the bets... If it wasn't for a really bad backdoor beat um, in that Jets game, right? The Jets were plus 16. They lose by 17. If it's not for that horrendous bet, we go 4-2. and The Andy one, obviously, that hurt a little bit. And the New England one, obviously, that that hurt as well. Um, But Cincinnati plus 6 was money. Seattle plus 6.5 was phenomenal. Um, And then Tampa Bay minus 8 was great. And like I said, two of the three upside picks hit. So, guys, there you go. Go to issue mic'd up. I'm right a lot. Um, I do like betting; it's kind of fun. So, I mean, why would you not? Yeah. Why would you not subscribe? That, that's my question.
0: you really really it with the betting picking this year, not so Picking's much.
1: Picking's been rough, but whatever. <laughs> um, okay, uh, Mrs. Brian Flores. I thought Brian Flores was a star. I still think he is. Um, evidently, Miami didn't think so. I think this actually is going to end up being good for him. I think he's going to get a really good opportunity somewhere. The unfortunate thing is, I will say, I think Denver's the best job right now open that's available, um, and they just had a defensive coach, so they're probably going to go offensive. So that, that hurts a little bit and the trend of the NFL is to go offensive, but I think he is a rock star of a coach. Yeah. Um, that Miami team he took over when they were nothing and he made them a winning team in back to back seasons. And generally that, that that's a playoff team mostly, right? Um, if it wasn't for last year, they went ten they went they won ten games last year in twenty twenty and didn't make the playoffs, right? So that should have been a playoff team and if he makes the playoffs, it's probably a completely different story.
0: You think it was a bit of an overreaction? From oh, like yeah. the Miami Front oh, yeah. Office because Absolutely I, I can't really think of a reason that he should have been fired. I mean he built that team up to what it is now. He got them out of the gutter and, and you know, transformed them into somewhat of a, a decent football team and a team that has a lot of potential. We've talked about it. Within the next two to three years I could one hundred percent see Miami competing right. for an AFC championship at least.
1: Right. I'm gonna get into it. I'm gonna get into it a little bit more in my ranks. That's how I'm gonna open with Flores and I'm gonna kinda back up, you know, how I feel about it. But I, I I thought he was a really good coach, and I think they made the wrong decision. Okay, hits. Uh, Joe Judge. I said when he got hired, he was the wide receiver coach of the New England Patriots. In um, Tom Brady's last season, right, when they hit the wide receivers were terrible, and I was like, why would you hire a guy whose his main position group, they're horrendous. They're yeah. n- it's not a good position group. Nikhil Harry Jacoby Myers it's not a good position group and if you're telling me that he doesn't have input in the draft drafting those guys so not only talent evaluation because he's the wideout coach of course he has a say in who they draft he's at least in the room Mm -hmm. so there's some talent evaluation issues there and there's there might be some obvious coaching issues there because he's out as the Giants head coach um, four and 13 this season absolutely abysmal I thought he could coach last year I was like he might be able to coach they play at least hard for him yeah no Um, can't coach they fired him we'll see if it's the right move but uh, nonetheless Joe Judge is out we kind of predicted he wouldn't be that great of a coach all right misses Hurts versus Wentz I said when uh, Doug Peterson benched Carson Wentz for Jalen Hurts I said I'm not sure that's the right move Hurts doesn't throw a very pretty football Wentz at least gives you more upside I feel he's got a better arm he's a bigger athlete he's been to the you know he, he had a winning resume before Jalen Hurts had not you know in the pros well what do you know Jalen Hurts is in the playoffs and Carson Wentz actively played his team out of the playoffs two weeks back-to-back where it's a win-and-in scenario they beat the vegas in week 17 they're in they beat the jags this past week they're in and he loses both of them in pretty horrendous fashion so at the end of the day it's looking like hertz is the better quarterback at the end of the day his team's in the playoffs Carson Wentz actively played his team out of the playoffs okay let's go Derek carr is a hit um i feel like this is a hit about every other week because people still doubt Derek carr um, even though I did pick the Chargers, because I do think, even though I love Derek Carr, Herbert's still a better quarterback. But Derek Carr, I mean, just interim coach. Your, your your head coach, who you're starting to get some chemistry with, leaked emails, he gets fired in a big controversy or retires or quits or whatever, right? Parts ways, right? They probably said. That's fine, right? Your top cornerback flashes a gun online. He, he's, he's cut. Your top wide receiver actually kills a human being in a an absolute tragedy. He's gonna obviously you know waiting trial. All of the issues that they encounter. Interim coach. You're in Vegas. They just moved the franchise there. Oh, what do you know their playoff team? Their playoff team. Derek Carr's top five in passer rating. Yards. Um I I, I mean he's a star. I, I think he's a top seven guy in this league. He'll be if he ends up leaving Vegas, he is gonna get a lot of money on the free agent market. I really think so. I mean look Cleveland that is ready to win. Denver that Ross is ready to win right those are those are teams where it's like if he if he lands there that's an immediate contender yeah we'll see all right uh, another miss let's go with kind of Philadelphia um this is kind of a hit kind of a miss at the beginning of the year we had them as the bottom team in the NFC East what do you know they are second and they're a playoff team um but also like I, th- I think we did jump on Philly a little bit sooner than everybody else right around week 10 I'm like oh they kind of run the football they play some decent defense right they control the trenches I don't love Nick Sirianni but they have an identity they kind of stick to it they play hard um so kind of a hit in the fact that we did see it early this season but at the beginning we did have them pegged for last so yeah that's kind of a miss there and then finally we have a somewhere in the middle we're gonna call it a uh who knows because um, it's not a hit and it's not a miss let's go with the Steelers um at the beginning they were at them at 10 and 7 they're a win away against the Lions right? they tie the Lions if they win that game they are right on spot on 10 and 7 on our prediction they finished 9-7-1 and one. so that's a hit but if you would have told me at any point during the year I'm talking even after they beat the Bills and I was feeling real good about them I still think I would have been like eh, no they're still not a playoff team Yeah, we I, I vocalized it I think they were one of the worst teams in football this year when you actually look at the games they're one of the toughest watches. Their offense is absolutely anemic. What do you know? They're a playoff team. That's that's a miss there. I mean, I.
0: Yeah. I mean, I can't believe they made it into the playoffs. I, I actually, it, it astonishes me. I, I can't believe it. I can't believe we had them at ten and seven, and they kind of got close. Nine, seven, and one. If they don't tie, Detroit, we hit it right on the head. I think they get absolutely. Dusted by Kansas City. I don't even think it's going to be close. Yeah, but if there is anybody that's going to upset Kansas City in a weird way, it's going to be Pittsburgh,
1: I guess, because they have like that momentum. I don't think in so. The, I, I think rush, it's pretty gonna, much any
0: other team. But in the, in the pass, pass it's rush gonna is gone.
1: Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Um, okay, I want to talk about. Like I said, I would circle back to the Brian Flores, right? So, this is this is we we'll get into my rant here. Um, so Brian Flores got, got gets fired after I believe two seasons, right? Two or three. Um no three it was. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Tua. That's his quarterbacks that he's working with. He's in a really tough division with Sean McDermott, and Bill Belichick, and he's four and two against Belichick. Four and two. He's four and two against Bill Belichick. Um and he he comes in as a defensive coach and completely solves that side of the ball. A report comes out he wanted Herbert over Tua. He's making all the decisions you would love to see, right? He comes in He goes, I want Herbert, not Tua. They draft Tua. Look at how that's gone now. So he would have been right there. Comes in, completely sol- solves his side of the ball. That's another n- another little check. We'll get to the box check game later, but we'll do a little mini one here. Solves his side of the ball. Check. Makes a great talent ev- evaluation on the quarterback. Check. Although it doesn't work out because they don't draft. They don't. They don't take his suggestion. Check. Beats the best coach in his division, not consistently, but is a winning coach against one of the best coaches in history. Check. Players play hard for him. Check. I, I mean, I mean, look at all the boxes you would like for your franchise coach to check. I mean, he's got them all. He's got them all. Yet, here we are. Chris Greer, the general manager of Miami, fires Brian Flores because he's been there for 20 years, and you know he he stands by Tua. That 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 is that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. You're gonna stand by Tua when when you know Brian Flores wanted Justin Herbert. If you have Justin Herbert right now, that is a that's a top three seed in the in the AFC. Look, that Miami team is really good. They they are really good. Could you imagine putting a star like Herbert there? I think Miami's probably got a better overall roster than LA right now. The receivers are probably close, right? I think LA might have a slight edge on receivers and backs and offensive line. Oh, okay, so I guess offense offense Herbert wins. But completely on the defensive side of the football, Miami is locked down. You could say Herbert, go give me forty, and we'll hold the team to ten, and it would be a perfect formula. But that didn't work out because Chris Greer drafted Tua. Be careful with firing coaches um, just because you don't you don't like their opinion, right? You don't you don't like that Brian Flores was right, and yeah, maybe I want reports come out that he was a little difficult. Yeah, if I evaluated talent perfectly and you didn't take my advice and you evaluated it poorly i'd be kind of upset too i'd be i'd be kind of a little bit upset and so just because you don't like brian flores's opinion doesn't mean you fire him i'm going to read you the top 10 teams over the last five years in in wins total over the last five years who are the 10 organizations that just consistently win and win and win okay kansas city's one new orleans is two the rams the patriots the packers the ravens the steelers the titans the bills the seahawks over the last five years, those are the top 10 most winning franchises. Let's go through how many coaches that they've had. One, one, two, one, two, one, one, two, two, one. That's 14 total coaches in the top 10 over the last five years. Let's go to the bottom 10 teams. The Jets, the Giants, the Jags, the Lions, the Bengals, the Broncos, the Washington football team, Cleveland, Houston, and Carolina. Noticing a trend? Are you noticing a a little bit of a trend? Only one of those teams is in the playoffs, by the way, Just throw that out there um one two three, four, five, six, seven, or no seven eight. yeah and eight of them had single digit wins this year this year um so the Jets had three Giants four three five two two three four three three that's a total of 32 coaches in the bottom ten over the last five years you can keep you can blame the coach if you want in Miami you, you can go and blame the coach Miami's lucky they're not in there and if it wasn't for Brian Flores they probably are in that bottom ten because he won these past two seasons. If it's not for Brian Flores, they probably are in the bottom ten. You can go ahead and keep firing coaches. You can, you can blame it on the coach all you want. You can blame it on the coach. That's fine. At the end of the day, they, it doesn't work. Firing coaches and just, just keeping, just turn over the staff. Turn over the staff. turn Blame the coach. Blame the coach. But, no, it's not going to work. It's not going to work for you. Not all of these teams in the top ten even have, people are like, oh, it's because they don't have a quarterback. I don't think that's it at all. I don't think I don't. I mean, the Rams had Jared Goff. I mean, look at Jared Goff now. Yeah, they have Stafford this year, but this is over the last five years. They had Jared Goff and they were winning. Um, the Patriots, yeah, they had Brady, but towards the end there, Brady wasn't all that good because they had no weapons and it was a. They were he was yelling at receivers on the sidelines, and now they have Mac Jones. Um, I guess the Packers, the Ravens had Lamar. Like, yeah, he he's good. I um, he, yeah, he won an MVP, but they had Flacco for one of those years or two of those years, and they're, they're still winning because they have a really good culture. How about the Steelers? Big Ben of the last five years? He's been anemic for the last four. He's been a zombie for the last four. How about the Titans? Ryan Tannehill? Ryan Tannehill on his good days is a B-minus quarterback. He wins playoff games, but on his best days he's B-minus. The Bills? Yeah, they just had Josh Allen for the first two years of his career. He was a mess. He was a mess. So I don't think you need an elite quarterback to be in the top ten. What you need is a good coach that you trust to build a culture, build a system, or if you're the Jets, yeah, you can keep firing guys. Yeah, go ahead. The Giants, yeah, you should fire Joe Judge. Yeah, go ahead and keep firing guys. Cleveland, go ahead. Turn over the staff again. Let's go with Freddie Kitchens and, and all these guys. Yeah, go, go for it. Go for it. I don't care. 32. 32 coaches in the bottom 10 of the last five years. I mean, we can keep firing coaches. We can keep we can keep blaming these guys.
0: I don't think it's the answer. I don't think it's the answer at all. You know, a real-world example for you of this um, in business, uh, the, the, one of the first things that you learn when you start going to school for business is that a high turnover rate in a company is one of the worst things that a company can have. It's
1: expensive to it, turn over too.
0: It's a waste of time, a waste of money, and a waste of valuable resources. resources. Yeah. Most importantly though, it's a waste of time. You spend your time training somebody new. Somebody new has to come in and take over the playbook. You spend your time making sure that they, you know, can gel with the staff and gel with all the coworkers. Well, you have to wait for them to gel with the players and draft the guys they want. Right. It takes a lot of time. You waste time, you waste money, you waste valuable resources when your turnover rate is through the roof in coaches. That's reflected here. 32 coaches 32. in the bottom 10. 32.
1: 32. Um, look, Miami, it's like – so So Chris Greer fires Brian Flores. It's like – That's averaging three. So so he – so the report comes out. He fired him because Brian Flores in three years had gone through three offensive coordinators. And I'm like, um, yeah, because he's trying to find the right one because he knows he's not the guy. Brian Flores is a defensive coach, so he knows that he has to go find a really good offensive coordinator to elevate a subpar talent in Tua. He understands that. And so Chris Greer's like, oh, yeah, I can't have him burning through coaches. Chris Greer has burned through coaches. What are you talking about? Let's go. I mean, how many coaches has Miami had in the last five years? They're not in the bottom five in the uh, thing, but let's go. Miami Dolphins coaches. I didn't even bother to look at this. This has been a great thing to look at before. But let's see how many coaches they've had since Chris Greer's been there. So Chris Greer got there in 2000. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. He's upset that Brian Flores went through coaches. How about you just went through 10? Notice how that you, oh wait, you haven't been to the playoffs since, right, okay, you haven't been to the playoffs since Matt Moore got his head taken off
0: by Bud Dupree, and Matt Moore was your quarterback. That was a fluke season. And you're going to be mad at Flores for going through coordinators. How often is it that you hire the perfect guy on the first hire, or the second hire? Or how often do you hire a, a guy, and then he gets a better job, and he leaves for it?
1: Exactly. Nick Saban can't keep a coordinator to save his life. So it's like, you, even if you get a good coordinator, it's like, yeah, off he goes for another job because there's the, usually the top candidates, which I think they should be because it's the offensive league. But he's fine. He's, so, he's so he's rolling through offensive coordinators. Who cares? You're trying to find a guy that can elevate Tua because yep. clearly he needs elevated. Mm-hmm. If he, if he would have gotten Herbert, then he probably wouldn't have had to get the, the best offensive coordinator. Yep. Any other coordinator would have been just fine because Herbert is a generational talent. And Flores wanted Herbert. I think, I think this could look very different um, if Miami actually uses their head. Like I said, you can't win by firing coaches. Like you said, turnovers expensive. Turnovers never good for a company. At the end of the day, these organizations are companies. I don't know, 32 teams in the bottom 10. You tell me if that's a winning formula.
0: Especially such a valuable position, too.
1: I, I don't see it. Look at the top 10. 14 coaches combined in the top 10. Segment two, next. Hey guys, Tim from The Issue. I came to talk to you guys about a great opportunity with Phoenix, especially for around the holidays. They've got a little bit of everything for everybody on your list. You just want to be healthy? They have green supplements. They have super reds. They have fish oil. Anything that you might need to stay healthy and happy during the holiday season. If you got a gym rat on your list, go get some pre workout, some intra workout. Go get some post workout basic whey protein powder. And whenever you check out, make sure you use the code TJ. 2021 your 2021 tj 2021 for 15 percent off of your purchase all right second segment the issue january what is it 12 12? my 12th. god january is flying by we'll be at half halfway mark uh, on saturday it's kind of sunny out. It's um, not a lot of clouds in the sky. Not overly sunny, but uh, I guess it's kind of warming up. It's been snowy the last couple of days here. Um, so I guess, you know, some of the snow starting to melt a little bit. It's getting into the 30s and, you know, high 30s. So not a bad day here in the
0: Burke. I'll tell you that right now. No, yeah, I'll take it. Um it's not overly really
1: windy. You guys know I hate wind,
0: so. Not as bad as yesterday was. It right. was about like I, I think the feels like when I was still out was like eight nine degrees, and right. I was it like, "This." it was a little chilly. Yeah, it, it wasn't preferred, but we got through. Um, and, and our winter here hasn't been that bad this year. No, as it really hasn't bad, been like up to this point. Um, I guess we're gonna, see, there. We yeah, go. No, yeah, knock <laughs> on the wood,
1: there you go. There you go. Um, okay. I don't know. We'll, we'll, let's not beat around the bush here. Yeah, we, we are a debuting a kind segment. of a new game, right? Yeah, I think we're going to do this. This is really good to go into the playoffs with. Um, you could even—it's a good theory to use pretty much any time you're looking at a team. I think it really plays well with the playoffs, right? Because you kind of have a shortened list of teams. You know, we're not going through every team here, right? Um, but we we can go through every playoff team. That's definitely doable. Um. So, so box check game. Let me explain it before we get into it, right? So we're going to go team by team. We're going to look at what boxes do they check. If you're looking for a championship caliber team, we boiled it down to six categories. If you can have probably five of them, you're a championship team. Four, you could win multiple playoff games. Three and below, you have a chance to win one. You might not, though, right? That's kind of a kind yeah. of a 50-50 shot, right? Yeah. So we boiled down the categories to coach, quarterback, offensive line, Running game because they don't always go together, right? You can have a good running game but not a great offensive line. I'll show you. I'll show you how. But um, and then weapons and then pass rush, right? I don't. I, people are like, well, what about defense? Like, what about secondary? It's like I'm not sure that matters, right? Kansas City won the Super Bowl. Their their secondary wasn't that great outside of Tyron Matthew. There's no real cachet there, right? Um, go to when uh, this past year when Tampa Bay won the Super Bowl. Pass rush was phenomenal. Could not cover anybody on the back end. Didn't matter. They won the Super Bowl. So I think pass rush is more important. So we boiled it down to that. Um, so should we get into it?
0: Let's go. We'll
1: start with the AFC. Let's go. We're in reverse seating order. So let's go with the Steelers at the seven seed. So let's go, coach. I think check. Right. So this is going to be checker a checker an X, Right. I think I think coach is a check. I um, like Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season. He's one of the better underdog coaches in the league. So they always have, I guess, a chance. Right, as yeah. an underdog. Um. So we'll go check their quarterback. No, Ben is anemic. He can't really move outside the pocket in a game that kind of requires your quarterback to build a move a bit. His arms not there anymore. Offensive line. No, um, they're in the bottom 10 in the league in pretty much every category that you're looking at. I'm not sure their offensive line can get better in the playoffs. That's not going to happen. So no uh, running game. No, I do like Najee. That's an X for me. I, I, I like Najee. And every now and then, he'll he'll rip off a couple of big runs. I think this is mostly line-centered is why their running game is bad. But they don't run the football enough, and they don't run it effectively, consistently. Okay, pass rush, absolutely. They led the league in sacks this year. TJ Watt is an animal. Alex Highsmith's a really good player. Cam Hayward in the middle. That's a good offensive—or defensive line, I'm sorry. They can they can get to the quarterback. Let's go with weapons. That's a check for me as well. I think Najee out of the backfield is an absolute animal. Um, I think Chase Claypool is a big possession receiver that can go up and make plays down the field. Deontay Johnson's quick, runs really good routes, is going to be open. can't trust him to always catch it, but he'll be open pretty consistently, so we'll go with a check on the weapons. And I do
0: like Pat Fryer-Muth as well. I love Muth.
1: Muth's a great young tight end. Let's go with the next team. Let's go with Vegas. So, Coach, I'm going to give an X to it right now. It's an interim guy, so I'm not 100% sure. He's he's good because he's won games when Gruden couldn't. But he's an interim guy. I'm not sure I'm willing to give him a check quite yet. All right, now let's go with quarterback check. Derek Carr's a top seven guy. I'm not even going to discuss that. I already did. Uh, offensive line is a no for me. Um, they're like twenty something in the league in offensive line play. Um, they're they're just it's a below average line. They got a young they have a young tackle or guard Alex Leatherwood out of Alabama. So they're they're still building it. So let's go no for now. Running game yes. In the last five weeks they've been ripping off 150 plus yards a game. Um, They were able to run the football against the Chargers, which I think helped them win the football game. That was a big key. So we'll go to the run game, yes. Pass rush, no. Outside of Max Crosby, they don't generate a pass rush. Um, They're in the the 30s in pass rush. To put into perspective, the Steelers have 55. Um, And weapons, I would also go with no for the Raiders. Um, Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro. Darren Waller's good, but has been hurt, so the production's not necessarily there. It's like, talent-wise, is it there? I think so with Darren Waller, but it's like the production hasn't been there. Hunter Renfro is good, but it, do I trust him in a big moment down the stretch to make a physically amazing play? It's like, yeah, the good routes and everything like that and sure hands, that's all good. But at the end of the day, can you just be physically better than the other guy in the playoffs? I don't think they can. So we'll, they only have two checks, quarterback and running game. All right, New England. Coach, absolutely. Quarterback, no, Mac Jones is a rookie. I, I can't count on him count on him down the stretch against good teams offensive line absolutely check running game yep that's what they're founded on pass rush i do think they actually get a pass rush um matthew judon was an amazing pickup they do get a pass rush weapons no i do like hunter henry um and their backs do play well out of the backfield but outside of that they don't really have a a big threat on the outside right could you name any other receivers right now not really no yeah i i mean like i i can but i mean yeah can you that's what yeah so it's like if you don't know them that means they're probably not that good right? yeah you know like the top 50 and they don't even have any of those guys so it's yeah. like i'm just weird like that i just remember stupid things so
0: i'm numbers your names right that, yeah.
1: that's so that is so perfect yeah <laughs> your statistics i'm like names and stuff yeah all right uh bengals coach i don't think so i i'm not sure on zach taylor i, I mean look he's winning but i'm not sure i can sit here and be like yeah in this playoff with andy Reid, mike rabel mike tomlin um Sean McDermott. Did I say Bill Belichick? It doesn't matter. I'm not sure I can give him a check. Um, quarterback, yes. Burrow's an MVP candidate and should be. Uh, line, no. They can't really pass block. Burrow, this was the most sacked, in Bengals, most sacked quarterback in Bengals franchise history, and they've been pretty bad historically, so that's saying something. Running game, yeah. Mixon's in the top three in rushing yards. I believe he's actually number two. Um, weapons, absolutely. T Higgins, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, mixing out of the backfield. CJ Uzoma, the tight ends, it's a top 10 tight end. Um, and pass rush, they actually do generate a decent pass rush. Um, that's kind of been the strength of their defense this year. They have been able to apply the pressure and kind of a side note. They do stop the run decently well. So they're not going to, Burrow's not going to be on the sideline a whole lot. So, um, you know, Bengals check four out of the six boxes. It's an interesting team. It is. All right, Buffalo. Let's go with a coach check quarterback check i mean that's kind of a no-brainer on those um offensive line no and running game no they just don't run the football effectively and they're lying i mean you saw against pittsburgh they're kind of a liability when it comes to to pass protecting and obviously they don't run the football they are weapons i'm going to give that a check as well um stefan diggs gabriel davis emmanuel sanders i don't know if colby Z will play but then dawson knox i both of their running backs are actually really good out of the backfield so yeah check on the weapons Pass rush, we're going to put a little sideways here, like a little squiggly, a little almost looks like an Enya if you ever took Spanish right over yeah. the end. Um, I'm not sure. They're an aggressive team that forces turnovers. So they make you uncomfortable, but the sack numbers aren't there. So the production isn't necessarily there, but they do kind of get in your face a little bit. They are an aggressive team. They're number one scoring defense. So um, I will put a, we'll put a sideways little squiggle there for pass rush. Yeah. Okay, Kansas City, um, coach and quarterback, absolutely undisputed. Um, line, will give a check. Um, they can run the football when they want. They just don't. So we'll do an X for the running game. Um, but the line does put pass protect pretty well. Um, weapons, obviously. Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, etc. Pass rush, let's go with an X on that. They don't really get to the passer. Unless Chris Jones is having a an otherworldly game. Unless he dominates, they really don't get a pass rush. So it's kind of a one-man show there. Um, so that's that's an X for me. Tennessee tennessee coach absolutely you lose derrick henry and you win you go what six and three without him that's the soul of your team and franchise and you maintain a winning team and become the number one seed without him that's impressive yeah it is and quarterback i'm gonna go with the check here hear me out hear me out ryan Daniel has won playoff games is that not we're in the playoffs now he's got playoff experience he can make throws he can move the pocket he's i won't say he's a mobile quarterback. But he can run the football. He can. he can absolutely run the football. He's a big physical athlete. He used to be a wide receiver. I think Tannehill is definitely a capable quarterback, and especially his playoff experience gives me – it allows me to actually put this check. Um, offensive line is a no. They're like fifteenth, 14th or 15th, uh, according to Pro Football Focus, which I don't always love to lean on them, but they are pretty good with offensive line yeah. um, analytics. So I'd say no. But they do run the football. They, they can run block a little bit. Um, and they get Derrick Henry back for the playoffs. It's going to be a good team. Um, weapons, absolutely. I think A.J. Brown and Julio Jones are plenty. Uh, I, I, they're tight ends. They don't have a, a standout tight end, but they have two or three, you know, average to above average tight ends. And pass rush. Yeah, Bud Dupree, they get they get pressure with four. They don't have to blitz a whole lot, so they're able to sit back in coverage and get a pass rush. So, uh, yeah, they get a check as well. The only one they don't get is the offensive line with pass blocking. So it's like five and a half checks out of six. That's, that's yep. a good football team. It is. Whew. So to recap, I think right now, Tennessee, to look like the best team, um, and it's close with KC, and to say that Pittsburgh and Vegas have no chance, is, you know, that sounds about right to me. Yeah. All right, let's go to the NFC. Okay, let's start. Let's go in reverse order as well. So Philadelphia is the seventh seed. Coach, no, he's a rookie, so I can't give him a check yet. I will say he is a winning coach so far, so that that is good for him. But I wouldn't say he's a, he's got a check, so that's an X for me. Uh, Quarterback, I'm also going to give an X to Jalen Hurts. Although he is productive, I'm not sure I can count on on him down the stretch in a critical playoff game to make big throws. I I don't think he can consistently push the ball down the field with enough accuracy, enough tempo, enough pace, consistently down by down, third and long, right? Playoff scenarios, I don't think he can do it. Line, yeah, they have a good line. They can run block, they can pass block. It's a veteran line, so they're not going to be fooled by any stunts or anything. Running game, absolutely, that's what they lean on because they don't have any weapons. So getting to the next category, they don't really have any weapons. Um, Devontae Smith is okay. Jalen Rieger's eh. eh. And they don't really generate a pass rush, although they do have good personnel. They can stop the run. They do not get a pass rush. Um, next seed, I believe, is is it San Fran? No, San Fran's the five. Arizona is the sixth seed, actually. Wow. No, San Fran is the sixth. Yeah. San Fran is the sixth, right. Um, okay, so coach, definitely check. Um, Kyle Shanahan is a, he's he's an A coach although he doesn't win with Jimmy Garoppolo good news he has Jimmy Garoppolo so right now he's an A coach quarterback I'm going to give Jimmy G a sideways little squiggle mm-hmm. he's so good in the fourth quarter so good in the fourth quarter when it counts he is a really good quarterback but he does make one or two throws a game where you're like oh that's such a bad mistake mm-hmm. like good glare he doesn't mistakes. move the pocket all that much but at the end of the day he's a he's a veteran quarterback who has won playoff games, got to a Super Bowl, outplayed Mahomes in the Super Bowl for three quarters, so he's sideways line for Jimmy G. Um, and then everything else is a check. I'm just going to cut to the chase. Line, check. Run game, check. Pass rush, check. Weapons, absolute. Debo Samuel, George Kittle, um, they're founded on the run game. Pass rush, they have Joey, or, um, Nick Bosa. Uh, studs. So that that's a team. I think that is my dark horse team to win the championship. They, have that, they check every box except quarterback, and I would argue that that could be a check. Yeah. That could turn into a check. All right, Arizona at the uh, at the five seed. Coach, we're going to give a sideways line to Cliff Kingsbury. I'm not sure what he is yet. Um, they're really good at the start of pretty much every single season that he's coached, and then they fizzle out late as well as Kyler, but I do think Kyler will give him a check because he's a spectacular talent. He does things no one else can do. Offensive line, no. Running game, no. Yeah, James Conner has the most touchdowns, but that doesn't mean that they consistently move the football on the ground, so we'll go to the next for that. Weapons out, obviously. D-Hop, A.J. Green, Christian Kirk and pass rush is is up there right chandler jones they get jj watt back which is big that's big so pass rush is a check for me okay um let's see i think cowboys are next no cowboys next no
0: the rams are next right yes
1: doesn't matter let's go with the cowboys screw it it.
0: it is it's cowboys and rams yeah
1: um okay the coach for the cowboys Going to give a sideways line to that as well, Mike McCarthy. I'm not sure. Yes, he's won a Super Bowl, but it's like, kind of seems like his staff is carrying him a little bit. They weren't as good last year with a worse staff, and then he gets a better defensive coordinator, and Kellen Morris is in there for another year, and so it kind of feels like he's carried by his staff, but he is a winning coach, so we'll give him a sideways line. Okay, um, quarterback. That's a check for me. Dak is a top 10 guy. I think you need a top 10 guy to win a Super Bowl. I'm, I'm not sure I trust him to consistently make big throws, but. He showed the ability to win football games. He can move a little bit. I'll go with Dak. Offensive line, absolutely Tyron Smith. That's a, that's a top five offensive line. Running game, I'm going to go a no. I'm going to give an X to. They're inconsistent. Um, any given week, they could go for 13 yards or they could go for 200. So it's a, it's too inconsistent for me to, to put my, you know, to rest my hat on it. I I, yeah. We'll go with a no on the run game. Uh, weapons, absolutely. C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper, good tight ends, good backs. Um, Out of the backfield, at least. And then pass rush, absolutely, right? Micah Parsons, uh, Demarcus Lawrence, Randy Gregory, that's a good team. Uh, All right, how about the Rams? I think the Rams check every box. I'm going to say it right now. Their coach, A. Quarterback, A. offensive line, A. Running game, they get a Cam Akers back and Sonny Michel's running the football good, A. Weapons, even without Robert Woods, you replace him with OBJ, A-plus, maybe. Pass rush, Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, that third in the league in sacks, A. I mean, they check every box top five in stats probably top at least 10 weapons right running game over the last we'll go eight weeks is top five offensive line pro football focus has it at the top 10 offensive line quarterback Matthew Stafford does make mistakes but he's the best second half quarterback in the league and coach Sean McVay has been to a Super Bowl they check every box for me even more than the two teams ahead of them yeah which is Tampa Bay. Um, coach, pl- uh, obviously, yes. Bruce Arians won a Super Bowl. Brady, yep. Line, yep. Running game, I'm going to go sideways because I don't know what I'm going to get from Leonard Fournette when he comes back from injury. If we get good good old-fashioned playoff Lenny, that's a check. But if he comes back 70%, I'm not sure I can give it a check. So we'll go with sideways, a little squiggly for that as well. Um, pass rush, they get a pass rush. Shaq Barrett, JPP, you know, Vita, uh, Vita Veya. It's a good team. Um, weapons. Yeah, yeah. Even without A.B. and Chris Godwin, I still think they have excellent weapons. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mike Evans, Gronk, Cameron Brate, O.J. Howard, right? They still have some younger receivers. Scotty Miller, you know, Tyler John. They still have some good weapons,
0: and right? does Tom Brady not turn mediocre, mediocre receivers into great receivers? Exactly, so. exactly. That they're, They are just fine. And finally, the
1: Packers. Um, coach, yes. Quarterback, yes. Offensive line, I'm going to give it a check. They were ranked 14th by Pro Football Focus, but that was after... Or, I'm sorry, that was before they got David Bakhtiari back. They have David Bakhtiari. He's an all-pro left tackle, all-pro, probably a top three in the league. Should be a Hall of Famer if he continues his trajectory, right? They get him back. I think that makes the offensive line a check. Uh, running game, absolutely. They have two backs that are over, almost over 1,000 yards, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Wep- or, uh, weapons, yeah. Devontae Adams, uh-huh. I like Alan Lazard. I like uh, that St. Brown. Um, Their weapons are a check for me. Just, just having Devontae Adams is enough, honestly. Yeah. And uh, pass rush, I'm gonna go with a no. I'm gonna go with a no, and that I'm gonna include kind of run stopping ability in there too. They're like 31st in the league in stopping the run. That hurts a little bit, especially in the playoffs. Yeah, that's a,
0: that's a tough defense. That's rough. Line.
1: And plus, look around the NFC, it's like. The Rams run the ball. Philly runs the ball. San Fran runs the ball. If Tampa can get Lenny back, they run the ball. The Cowboys, I don't trust it, but any given week, they could pop off on the ground. It's like, kind of concerns me a little bit there, and they don't get a pass rush. So we'll go with an X for the Packers. So to round that out, the Rams look like the favorite. The Niners are really close. Packers, they're good, but I'm worried. Tampa Bay seems a little Tom carried. Um, We will see. We will see. That was a good game. I like that. I like the box that check was game. That great. It's good in evaluating teams. It's like, do they have the components that they need? Right? So, right now, judging off this, we'll just do a little impromptu. Who is in the, so the top five based on the box check game? You're looking at San Francisco, the LA Rams, Tennessee, Kansas City. So, what? Tennessee, Kansas City. L.A., San Fran, to put another one in there, we'll probably go with the Packers. That's the Super Bowl bubble. Those are the five teams that I think right now could win a Super Bowl. Yeah. And I know San Fran's a dark horse. What don't they do well, though? Like, I'm confused. Right, you know, what don't they do well? Go, go to the box check game. Their coach is, he's a very clever play caller, really good offensive scheme guy, has been in big situations, so he has the experience. I mean, their offensive line is phenomenal. Phenomenal. Probably a top five offensive line in the league. They run the football because they have a good line, and they have a couple good backs. Their pass rush, I mean, come on. Nick Bosa and a bunch of other dudes that I don't even know, but they're all really productive. They're all really productive. And the weapons, Debo Samuel is a top three receiver this year. Oh, but he also plays running back some, too. Yeah. Um, George Kittle is probably the best tight end, um, definitely in the conversation for it. And Brandon Ayuk has stepped up and become a really, really good receiver. Yeah. I mean, San Fran, maybe. San Fran. Strong team. Uh, let's get into some news. Let's start with the Penguins, actually. Start with the Guinos. Um, they've won 11 of their last 12. And if it wasn't for an absolutely loaded Eastern Conference, they would be higher. They're 7th in the East right now. But good news, it's, it's actually insane because they're 21-9-5. They have a phenomenal record. They have 47 points. Most years, that's good for top three at this point in in the season. At least. They're seventh, but that's only. But they're only six points out of the of the lead, right? First place in the Eastern Conference has 53 points, so they're only six points off uh, of the lead, which is that. You know, that's the, you go on a good stretch, they go on a bad stretch. Oh, you're in the top five, right? You know what yeah. I mean? Um, and the good news is they're not really going to go down much further. The Bruins are the next team down. And that they're seven points below, so I don't see them dropping all that far either. Um, they beat Anaheim last night, four to one. Um, they're on a tear. I feel like they've been beating teams, like, pretty handily, too. 6-2 again. I'll just go, let's go back to their winning streak, right? It's like, so they won 10 straight, then they lost to the Stars, then they beat the Ducks last night, right? So they beat the Ducks to 4-1, right? They beat the Flyers 6-2, 5-3,
0: 8-5. Well, the thing that I noticed, too, in these wins, they're scoring first. Right. Within, like, the first two, three, three minutes two, of the game.
1: 3-2, 5-2, two, two. one 4-2, Right. The six to one. The goaltending has one. been
0: the goaltending is completely fixed this year.
1: Right. I thought that because they had won like seven straight before, like they things got postponed. Right. Yeah. Um. They've continued that right off the break. I would worry that it would would hurt them a little bit. It has not at all. That's a good. That's a good hockey team. Yeah. Obviously, I don't know hockey too much. We'll have to get our hockey guy on. Yeah. Um.
0: Get Tyler Bursick on soon for sure. Because I'm not. I'm not. Well,
1: versed on why they're doing that well. I think what you all I can do is basically look at the eye test, right? Because I've watched some of the games. Like you said, they score first. It seems like they're skating really, really well.
0: Uh, they are. I don't know. One of the main things that I've noticed was just they're four checking very aggressively, um, especially early on. They're winning face offs and, and they're really playing a lot of that 2016 2017 dump and chase and just right. go hit somebody go dump that puck into the corner and go make somebody clean their own bones up off the ice. And then they're just setting up a great for a great forecheck and a great attack. I mean Malkin, did you see his goal last night? That rifle. absolute laser of a rifle. Shot. They got yeah. him back. He made an immediate impact, scored the first or the second goal of the game. Yeah. Um, you know, the Penguins are on a tear right now, very fun to watch and it's going to be fun to get into like April where they get that last home game and then you know, Mar- or March, April, and then May get down the playoffs. Right. Oh. Um, Love some good playoff hockey. All
1: right, let's get into some, some, some other news here. Um, so we'll, let's update you on some firings, right? Because I think that's – we're going to get in our coaching carousel here once we get into the offseason. Um, but the Broncos fire Vic Fangio. Um, I, I think we kind of saw that coming. We were kind of like, oh, yeah, I mean, he's gone. Yeah. Um, Mike Zimmer in Atlanta – or not Atlanta, I'm sorry, uh, in Minnesota. You kind of saw that as well. And they fire their GM, Rick Spielman, so they're kind of cleaning house in Minnesota.
0: Matt Nagy, wasn't that –
1: Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace for the Bears, they clean house as well. Both of them are gone. Um, The New York Giants clean house as well. Technically, Dave Gettleman retired, but I think he was kind of pushed out a little bit, right? And then they fire Joe Judge, so they're going to clean house as well. So, to update on some coaching vacancies now. So, we have, what, Vegas, because they still have an interim guy. You have Jacksonville. You have the Giants. You have the Vikings, the Broncos, and the Bears. So, that's six, plus the Dolphins firing Flores. That's seven.
0: And the league average is eight.
1: Right. The league average is eight, eight coaches a year. So, you got seven right now. I don't think anybody else will get fired, I don't think. Um... But obviously, we will do our coaching carousel when that comes to it. But just kind of crazy. I'm not sure I agree with all of them. Like I said in my rant, it's like I'm not sure if firing coaches is always the answer. Some of them I agree with. I think Mike Zimmer's kind of run his course there. I think Matt Nagy's kind of run his course. But I don't know. Um, Okay, let's update you guys on the playoff bracket. So for those of you, I mean, we've been talking a lot of playoffs, but some of you guys might be like, yo, wait, who's playing who? Like, (laughs) what's going on? Um, So the NFL playoff bracket. Let me see if I can find it here. My God. There it is. Okay, the seven seed in the AFC is the Steelers. They will match up against the two seed Kansas City Chiefs. That's eight fifteen on Sunday. Um, the and then the so then the three seed. I think this doesn't have the seeds in it. What are we? Oh, what I, are we looking at here? I have
0: one with the seeds in
1: it. God, look at that. Go ahead and you read it. I couldn't find one with the seeding. Okay. How crazy is
0: that? Oh no, that's upsetting.
1: It is upsetting.
0: Yeah, what if I got it right here?
1: Playoff bracket.
0: No, I have it right here, dog. It is...
1: Sorry, a little impromptu here. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. So the Bills are three against the six-seeded Patriots. The Bengals at four against the five-seeded Raiders. And then the Titans will await. They have a bye. They're the one seed. They will await um, the next guy. The next whoever wins, right?
0: Yeah, the NFC then is uh, Tampa. The Tampa two seed. yeah. Playing the seven-seed Eagles. Um, and then the three-seed Cowboys... With uh, the six seed 49ers, the four seed Rams playing the five seed Arizona Cardinals. So um, we're,
1: we'll do obviously we'll do our um, our picks this Saturday. Should we fill out a preliminary bracket? That'd be nice. We
0: should. Yeah, let's do that on our, on our Saturday episode. Or do we do that on the Friday, Mike? Duff? Yeah, we'll just.
1: Oh, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. You guys getting a little insight on our on our brainstorming here? Um, we will obviously give our picks for the Divi- or the Wild Card Weekend um, on our Saturday episode because the game starts Saturday at 4.30 is the first game. Yeah, we'll make so sure we'll, we'll have that, that out episode. a little early for you. Yeah, we'll have it out to you, obviously, before 4.30. You can listen to that. And if you want any betting, if you're worried about the betting, um, then, then listen on Friday, and we'll give some lines and who we like in all those games when it comes to the betting aspect of it. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, I think that's, yeah, that's about a- all we have for this second segment here. When we come back, we will review some of the games – Uh, but not a whole lot. We'll only review the ones that were actually important and then the Natty, and then we'll get into the top 14 NFL teams or, aka the playoff teams, we'll rank them.
0: Hey guys, it's Luke here from The Issue. Doing the podcast, we want equipment that works just as hard as we do. That's why we chose Rockville Audio when we thought to build the studio. We got our microphones, boomsticks, a mixer, headphones, audio cables, everything from rockvilleaudio.com. They have way more than that. They have stuff for your car, for boats, lighting, audio, everything you could possibly need. Find it at rockville.com. They are awesome. Go check it out. That is rockville.com. Yo, what's going on? Third segment of the issue, January twelfth. Um, you know, rounding out a great episode here. Um, in the last segment, we have a lot to get to you. Um, I'd argue, gonna, I'd argue,
1: we haven't even gotten to our best part yet.
0: I know we top still 14. have our top fourteen. Our ranking of the top fourteen, the playoff teams in the NFL. Uh, it'll be it'll be a good one. And then we're also going to review some of those big games from week 18 that we just right, saw right, and right. Uh, kind of talk about some of the I think, I think the the big national championship. Yeah, I think the big game we want to talk about here. Let's just jump right into it.
1: I'm going to ask you a question. This is going to be interview style. Ready for the next 2 minutes. Yeah. Um just act like you're an analyst, right? Okay, you're, I got you. You're, you're you're a Fox analyst. You're you're an ESPN analyst, whatever, right? What did you think of Brandon Staley going for it? on his own 18. Did you see that play? It was what, the third yeah, quarter? Yeah. I think it was early second half. They're down by three on their own 18, fourth and two. They go for it. What did you think of it?
0: Um, I thought it was absolutely ridiculous that he just continues to take the ball out of Justin Herbert's hand in big situations. I texted you about this as soon as I saw it. Um, you know, this is a team that has such a young, dynamic quarterback, somebody who can – Throw the ball so accurately on those short timing routes for a quick slant. He's the kind of guy that you could roll out into a bootleg and have him take it himself. He's a ju- artist with an RPO,
1: a generational talent, I would say.
0: Yeah, he's like what six six, I'd argue six eight in cleats. He's right, a huge, huge guy. He, he's huge. Why are you not using your biggest and brightest star in the biggest and brightest moments? Fourth and two. They you're ran it right that up the far back. To, you're gonna hand it off right up the middle, right into the, te- the right into the teeth of the blitz. You could see it coming. They weren't I, even disguising it. I they like, walked everybody up into the box.
1: And I like Austin Eckler, but he's not a big guy. It's not like you're, it's not like you're running Jerome Bettis up the middle here. You're not. You're not running. I don't know. Pick a. Pow- you're not running any of the the uh, New England backs. You're not running Nick Chubb up the middle, right? You're not no. running Derrick Henry. It's Austin Eckler. Great back. Great back. Maybe not between the tackles. He's like five eight. No. Uh, okay. Another question. What do you think of Brandon Staley taking that timeout? So it's overtime. Yeah, um, They're trying to run uh, – or, you know, it looks like Vegas might run down the clock. And you're like, what's going to happen? And Steelers fans are biting their nails. And it's like, what is going on? And Brandon Staley calls a timeout. He, he claims to get it into the right, you know, personnel grouping to yeah. stop the
0: run. Yeah. What did you think of that? He ended up benefiting the Raiders way more than he benefited himself. Right. Um, that gave them – they totally switched up their personnel grouping. They were like, okay, we're going to – they went to the sideline. They're like, "All right, here we go. Bring out the grease board." They just showed us what they're doing defensively. So, thank well, they just, you. Yeah, for they that. just
1: they just showed us that they're not going to play that. So they're probably going to stop the run because so they're going to dime. You right You literally
0: just hacked off like fifty percent of what you're going to run. It, it made it so much easier on the Raiders to defend what was ever coming. Uh, that you was mean, like block. Yeah, block yeah. it. Right. Yeah. Um, I think. Um. I, it was, done. It, it was bad. So, it was a really bad show with a hand right there, especially in a big situation. is that late. And, oh, I don't know. I think, so I
1: wasn't, yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of it. right. And my thing is, Brandon Staley's a defensive coach, and the defense has been bad, right? So he's like, we took, took the timeout to get our right – because they were in – the Raiders came out in 11 personnel, one tight end, one back, three receivers. Yeah. And 11 personnel. And he was like, well, we knew that they were going to run the ball out of 11, and we didn't have our best 11 personnel – you know, defense to stop the run, right? A run fit for eleven personnel. We didn't have that on the field, so I took a timeout to get the right the right personnel grouping in there. My issue is it didn't work. So you called a timeout, you gave them a chance, and then they ripped off like fifteen. So it's like, what did you do for a minute? Yeah. What did you do for a minute? So you had your personnel, did you guys forget to call the right play? Like I don't know what happened. Or did they just did they just out execute you? That's my worry. Um, I didn't love the timeout. I thought that was a big. Obviously, that that was probably the biggest game of the weekend, outside of maybe that Pittsburgh, along with the Jacksonville game, because those kind of went hand in hand. Whatever Pittsburgh did didn't matter unless Jacksonville won, which crazy enough they did. That was not. Um, did they win or did Carson Wentz
0: lose? I don't know, but either way, they're five and zero. Um, at home against the Colts in their last five, if anybody's nuts. keeping, if, if you're keeping track. I'm betting Jacksonville when they play Colts at home next year.
1: That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Um, I would say the other game, like I said, Pittsburgh and Baltimore, <laughs> it wasn't pretty. Ben, 30 for 44, 244, a touchdown on a pick, 80, 80 QBR. I will say, I mean, it's not pretty. It's not pretty. But they it's, get it done. Chase Claypool was our leading rusher. At the end of the day, Ben had an 80 QBR. It's bad.
0: But if it's, I mean, it could be worse, you know what I mean? Did you see, should I read that tweet that I sent you uh, yesterday? It was the uh, description of the Pittsburgh Steelers, at, like, up to this point. I
1: think I read it. Go ahead and read it for uh, for everybody else. Give the shout-outs is, to the Twitter account Is this well. Is this not from PFF? Oh, I think it is. I, no, that, that might be that might be Fox rankings. Okay.
0: I'm not 100% sure. Um, the rest of the AFC had a chance to put away the Zombie Steelers, but they all failed. And so the godless monster ambles on, roaming the postseason countryside in search of a new host to feed upon. Will it be the Chiefs who will send the walking dead to a final resting place? Logically, yes. Kansas City is more than equipped to handle this task. But many of us thought the same about the Titans, the Browns, and the Ravens. The Steelers are the creeping dead of the AFC playoff bracket an uninvited guest whom no one knows quite how to get rid of. I mean, it's
1: true. It's true. It's never pretty. They get it done. They get to your quarterback. They force mistakes. I will say that. in Mahomes um, has cleaned it up over the last like eight weeks. But at the beginning of the season, he was making some mistakes. Um, look, Tyler Huntley, who had come in and played really well in his first two starts, right? Yeah. Again, he is a backup, so there are limitations. But he had a QBR of uh, 37, and he had two picks. So there is, there is a bit of a ceiling there. I, I do worry about the Steelers. They don't stop the run particularly well. Baltimore ran seven yards a carry. I don't know why they ever stopped running it. Um, but, hey, Pittsburgh wins. They're in the playoffs. That's about all we need to talk about with the NFL. Let's go yeah. with the national championship game. So, God, i got to scroll all the way down here and find it. There it is, 33 to 33-18 Georgia. So, I pick <laughs> Bama. I will say if, if Jamison Williams stays in the game or if he, like, is able – to to play if he doesn't get hurt. No. I think Bama probably wins. Bama was executing really, really well. They were. Um, they weren't running the ball all that that well, um, but they were keeping them honest. Brian Robinson had three three yards to carry, which is enough to keep them honest. Um, the, the tight end was having a good game for Alabama, and Jamison Williams was having a phenomenal game. Obviously didn't work out because he ends up getting hurt. At the end of the day, and I can make that excuse all I want, but injuries are part of the game. Georgia is a really good football team. Though. I don't think that's like... think it was like a huge upset obviously it wasn't because georgia was favored but i don't think it's like a big shock that georgia won
0: no yeah i think really the biggest shock to me was you know bryce young didn't appear to be a heisman winner um Ah. in this game he didn't like uh, he didn't do anything that stood out to me that goes okay that guy that's the heisman trophy winner right there that's him um he looked lost a lot of the times um and the different packages that Georgia was throwing at him, some of the different blitzes, he couldn't get away. For somebody that's supposed to be so dynamic and and can move the pocket and can get out of the way of the rush and extend the play and and pull the ball and run downfield and he he accounted for negative forty-three rushing yards. Okay, yeah, I, I understand they, you know, factor in the sacks, but still, at the end of the day, your total sum, what you bring to the table for your team is negative 43 rushing yards. That's half a football field almost of lost yardage yeah. on you, on yeah. the Heisman Trophy winner, on you. And you completed 35 of your 57 passes. That's almost 50%. Like, that's over 50%. But Barely. But almost 50%. That's a failing grade. Yeah. It's like, what, 60 maybe? Maybe yeah, 60. Through for a lot of yards, 369 yards. But you play on Alabama, of course you're going to. And yeah. then a t- two timely interceptions that cost you. Sacked four times. Lost 43 yards. I'm sorry, but he didn't look great. I think he's going to um, be okay, but he didn't look great. Stetson Bennett outplayed him.
1: Yeah, I will give you that. I will also say Georgia was on him in a in a heartbeat. His offensive line gave him no help. Um, he had to pretty much be Superman. I mean, throwing 57 times against any elite defense is never going to be the recipe. I agree he didn't look great, but I also I think there's other factors that play into it. I, I don't think it's... Oh, you know, all the you know, he he's not he wasn't good enough. Um, yes, he wasn't good enough, but I think there's other factors that play into why he wasn't good enough. But I do, I I see what you're
0: saying. Yeah, too many mistakes.
1: Um, that Georgia team is a good football team. I think Bama though next year should be the favorite. That's a really young Bama team. It is. It, Trey Sanders is a redshirt freshman running ball uh, running back. Bryce Young was a true freshman, so he'll be a sophomore next year. He'll be
0: young. I think one of the youngest Bama championship teams we've ever seen.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, championship contending right. Yeah. Um I mean, look, all most of their receivers are returning. Um they have a lot of young young talent. Their offensive line is still really young. Their defensive line is young. Th- they're going to be just fine. This was this was Georgia's year. I think Bama will return to excellence next year, but I think this was Bama's year or I'm sorry, Georgia's year.
0: Are you ready to get into our top 14 NFL teams now? I mean, I've been look, waiting
1: for it. Are you kidding me? This is go. my favorite part of pretty much every Wednesday episode. Let's rank them. Okay, 14. We start at the bottom because we're humans, and that's kind of how it goes in a ranking. Let's go with uh, 14. Let's go with Pittsburgh. Um, they don't run the football. Their quarterback's fairly bad. Yeah. Um, we could say bad. They do get a pass rush, but I do wonder sometimes about the secondary. Their defense is good, but it does have some holes. It can't really stop the run either. It's- Can't Um, stop big tight
0: ends like Travis Kelsey. (laughs) Yeah, so that worries me
1: a little bit. So we'll go Pittsburgh at 14. Um, Philly at 13. So we've been saying Philly's been the worst of the playoff teams. That was obviously before Pittsburgh got in. I think they are better than Pittsburgh because I think at least they have an offensive identity. Right, They at least can put up 30-plus. I don't think Pittsburgh can. Um, it, it does seem like a turnaround and Jalen Hurts is putting up, you know, 150 total yards and, or 300 total yards, right, passing and rushing, right, and it's having a good game. So we'll go with Philadelphia at 13. Let's go with Vegas at 12. I think outside of Derek Carr, I'm not sure what they do all that well. Their offensive line not great. They have been running the football lately, but not consistently over the whole year. Their defense is pretty lackluster, and outside of Waller and Renfro, they're pretty devoid of talent on the outside, so we'll go Vegas at 12. The reason I have New England at 11 is because I think right now, if they met that New England would win, right? Say to yourself out loud, Belichick hosts Derek Carr. Oh, you know, it would actually be in Vegas. But anyway, either way, say to yourself, Belichick, playoff game against Derek Carr and an interim coach. Mm. I don't love that. I don't love it, especially with the lackluster offensive line in Vegas. I think New England's pass rush should really get to Carr. So I think New England is slightly ahead of Vegas. All right, number 10, Cincinnati. I think since he's good, they don't have playoff experience though, so it's really hard for me to put them above a couple other teams on this list. Um, they do have the firepower on the outside. The defense is a little bit hit and miss. Um, you know, you've seen some teams kind of take them to work, like Cleveland, absolutely demolished them at one point. If you can run the football, they kind of get on their heels a little bit. So we'll go Cincinnati at ten, Arizona at nine. That's a good football team. They have playmakers on the outside. They get JJ Watt back, so hopefully the running, you know, they don't, they don't have a porous run game. I think the only thing keeping them from being higher is I'm not sure they have been. They've been playing good football down the stretch. Yeah, they've lost I think I think three or four out of the last five or six, something like that. They've been
0: leaning on Kyler way right, too much. Right, leaning
1: on Kyler too much. They don't run the football consistently. Um, but at the end of the day, they can pop off because they have the talent available, and their defense has talent as well. So we'll go nine. I think Dallas is slightly ahead of them right now, and here's why. I think Dallas, although I don't love. The Cowboys' run game—they are slightly more consistent than Arizona, and I think they take the ball away more than Arizona does. So you have extra, you have more margin for error when you get more takeaways, right? And yeah. they don't turn the ball over as much as Arizona. So the turnover battle, I think, would come back um, in Dallas' favor. So we'll go with Dallas at eight. Number seven, San Francisco. This is my dark horse team to win. I think if they do beat Dallas, you'll see them skyrocket up this list. The only reason that they're not higher is because I need to see it first. But I'm a huge believer in San Francisco. Go through, like I said, the box check game. Coach is an A. Quarterback is a B. But everything else is an A. Line A. Running game A. Pass rush A. Yeah. Weapons A. They are so good in so many categories. And I do think they're going to beat Dallas. I'll call it right now. Um, seven, we'll have uh, San Francisco at seven. Tennessee at six, and this was close for me, but I think Tennessee just beat San Francisco, I think, two or three weeks ago. So we'll have Tennessee slightly higher, plus they get Derrick Henry back.
0: That's, a, like, big, that's a big big. It's thing. like a
1: slightly better version of San Francisco right now when you're talking about their offense, right? Yeah. They can run the football a little bit more effectively, and their defense is, is a little bit better. Um, So we'll go Tennessee at six plus. They have home field, so you have to take that into account. They have a bye and home field, so they they could be rolling here.
0: Well, Tennessee's pass rush is going to do a lot for them. Right,
1: right. Um, Let's go Buffalo at five. I worry that they don't run the football, but Josh Allen is absolutely spectacular. I think they have a good coach. They have an aggressive defense. They're number one in scoring defense, and they're in the top five in turnovers. So they're going to make you a little bit uncomfortable. Josh Allen is also, you know, a stud. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I know they don't run the football, but they have the coaching experience. The quarterback's good. Their defense is good. We'll go Buffalo at five. Let's go with the Rams at four. I worry with the Rams. Um, they, they're a little bit top-heavy, and Stafford makes one or two too many mistakes for my taste. He's, see, I look up, and he's got two picks every game. It's like, yeah. I don't love that. But at the end of the day, he is the best quarterback in the fourth quarter in the league. So as Sean McVay said this after a post game when they beat the the Ravens, when greatness, You know, uh, you know, greatness was received when greatness was required, basically. Something like that. Something yeah. along those lines. When Stafford needs to be great, he is great. So we'll go with the Rams at four. They do run the football as well. They get Cam Akers back. So, yeah, that, that sounds, feels about right. Tampa Bay at three. Um, this is the Brady factor. It's because I'm not going to bet against Tom Brady in the playoffs. They have the playoff experience. They're the favorites because they should be. They just won the Super Bowl. So we'll go with Tampa at three. Kansas City at 2, because right now they're a little bit more dynamic on offense. I can trust their offense more than I can Tampa Bay. Absolutely. And, you know, their defense has been playing pretty well, and they get a very, very easy first-round matchup in the Steelers. Like, that that should be a cakewalk. They should just they should prance into the divisional round. Um, and, yeah, I guess you could say it about Tampa against Philadelphia, but I'm not—I don't know. I think that'll be a little bit more of a dogfight. So we'll go with the Chiefs at 2. That leaves the Packers at 1. I, I just, They've
0: been there for a while,
1: right? I'm not sure what they don't do well. I think the box check game is just pass rush, but they do get they do get um, a top cornerback back, so their overall defense should be fine. They get Jair Alexander back; he's arguably the best DB in the league. Um, so they're, they have a good defense. They don't stop the run, but everything else is really good on defense. Um, good offensive line, good weapons. They run the football. Aaron's obviously really, really good. They have a coach of the year. We'll go with the Packers at one plus day, again, home field advantage. Who's going into Lambeau in six-degree weather and beating them? Probably not Probably I, 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 We'll see, but I don't think anybody. Do you, do
0: you think an L.A. team could walk into Lambeau Field right now in January and beat the Packers, who play there all the time? They're no, used to it. No,
1: but I think San Francisco could.
0: You think San Fran could? I think
1: San Fran could. I think San Fran could.
0: So you think they'd be the team to kind of dethrone, like, I'm picking se. San Fran to go to the Super Bowl so yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. I mean, we'll see that on Saturday then when you yeah. when we get our our bracket predictions in.
1: We will indeed see.
0: That'll be good. Um we'll we'll throw those up on Instagram and Twitter and stuff too. That that would be interesting.
1: Absolutely, guys. Keep your eye on our social media for the next couple of days. We will have some posts, you know, on there probably by tomorrow at least uh in regards to this episode, so. A-
0: absolutely. It will be uh it, that one will be good. I'm excited for that. Right, right. I feel like everybody will enjoy that. It's it's going to be kind of the first time we've posted something like a longer like that, more of like a, more of a project type deal. Right, right. Um, but it'll be very interesting. So make sure you go follow that at the underscore issue podcast on Instagram and then on Twitter it is just at. The Issue Podcast. Go subscribe to The Issue Mic'd Up. We're going to have a lot of picks. Uh, playoffs are insane. Uh, we hit on a lot of our picks, so make some money, okay? Subscribe to us. $3.99 a month. Subscribe to The Issue miked Up. But guys, thank you so much for listening, and that was The Issue.